This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is brought to you by Swenson Real Estate, service before self. With over 30 years experience, they've seen it all. Contact Jeff and Lorena today at 406-253-0033. That's 406-253-0033. Swenson Real Estate, service before self. Hello, and welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Micah Drew. This week, we're talking about Flathead Valley Community College's partnership with local high schools with our guest Shelley Eberhardy, the academic coordinator for the college's Running Start program. Shelley has spent the last year continuing to develop the Running Start program in the Flathead Valley, which gives high school students the opportunity to affordably earn college credits. She talked with my colleague, Myers Reese, for his cover story in this week's Beacon, Building a Grassroots Workforce, as the college prepares for spring commencement. I'll talk to Shelley about the work she's doing, how the program came about, and how students are benefiting from it. Myers' story goes into a lot more than that, so please do yourself a favor and read it right now at flatheadbeacon.com or in the print edition on newsstands throughout Northwest Montana. First, a reminder that this podcast is made possible in part by the members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, and do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get great perks too. To find out more or join today, check out beaconeditorsclub.com. So let's say hello to this week's guest. I'm joined today by Shelley Eberhardy, the academic coordinator with the Running Start program at Flathead Valley Community College. Shelley, thanks for taking the time to come onto the podcast today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So I want to talk to you about some of the specific Running Start programs, but to start us off, can you just tell me a little bit about Running Start in general and what it is and how long it's been a facet of FACC? Sure. So Running Start has been around for a long time, but it really took off, oh gosh, probably the beginning of 2000 um, when we started what we call the Six Free program. So basically Running Start is an opportunity for high school students, uh, juniors and seniors primarily, to be able to take college level classes and earn college credit before they even graduate from high school. And so uh, we offer the first six college credits for free. And so once we started that, it gave the opportunity for, for students to take classes without having any financial commitment for those first couple of classes. And then it really expanded when we went into what we call concurrent enrollment, which means classes that we actually offer in the high school for dual credit. So they can get high school credit and college credit for taking the same class from their high school. And do these classes run the gamut from just advanced uh, math, science, and English all the way to trade schools, or what kind of scope are we looking at? They do, yes. And so um, we have everything from general ed type classes for that student that's thinking about going on to get their bachelor's degree. So that could be a writing class or a math class or science class. Um, we also have a lot of trades programs in different high schools. And so that could be welding or uh, building trades, construction those sorts of things. And then talk to me about the popularity of it. This is available to high school students in all of the schools in the Valley. How many students are we seeing enrolled in these concurrent classes and running start? Oh gosh, it kind of, it varies a bit as far as I would say the majority of our students are enrolled through concurrent enrollment because they can actually take a class that aligns with the rest of their high school schedule. Sometimes it's a little tough if they're, they have a full high school schedule to then get over to our campus to take a class at our campus. So the concurrent enrollment gives them opportunity to just say, okay, fifth period, I'm going to take this college class and it fits exactly perfectly with my high school schedule. Um, as far as numbers, I don't have the exact numbers with me, but I would say we probably have around 
500 students that participate in um, concurrent enrollment classes, and then a few hundred more that participate in what we call early college classes. So those are college credit only classes uh, directly through the college. So you mentioned a couple of the programs that kind of emphasize student success without having to go for the four-year degree, some of Mm -hmm. those trade programs. And there's one in particular that's pretty exciting. The Welding Technology Program is graduating its first class. Tell me a little bit about that program and how it came into being. Oh my gosh, it's we are so, so excited. So Beth Romain, who's the director of Running Start, she really started this with Ben Schaefer, who's the instructor at Columbia Falls High School. And they have been working on this for a solid 10 years to get this. Um, And so it really started off with one welding class, and then they've built it into the program that it is today. Um, Those students take 26 college credits over three high school years. So they start their sophomore year with some introductory welding classes, um, and then they move into the more advanced welding in their junior and senior year, as well as what we call soft skills. So they do some professional business communications, and they have to do some other like computer, like blueprint reading and and computer-aided drafting kind of things to be able to read plans and those sorts of things. And so, yes, so this year is the first year we have nine graduates coming out of Columbia Falls High School, uh, which is so, so exciting. Those the kids are super excited, which is really fun. And all nine of them are actually going to walk in our graduation. And they even get special cords that they get to wear that show that they're running start graduates, which is really exciting. Um, And so this is a pretty unique program because a lot of schools where they may have a couple courses offered in a certain program, maybe a couple welding classes. To have an entire inclusive program in a high school is a very unique um, situation. Can you talk specifically about any of the students in the program or what it was like getting them involved or trying to sell this program to high schoolers? Right. Yeah. So I didn't have to sell a lot of it. Actually, (laughs) Mr. Schaefer at Sea Falls High School, he was the one that really sold it to them. Um, He's such a great and engaging teacher and really supportive um, that I think that they were they were excited to be involved in it. I think the thing that was actually more of the sell was some of them convincing them to finish high school Mm -hmm. um, because they can't actually receive the certificate from us without having a high school diploma. And um, a few of these students have expressed to us that their plan was to drop out. Um, But then once they got involved in the CTS program, all of a sudden they realized, well, shoot, now I have to actually finish high school, too. Um, And so that pushed them to successfully complete their other classes so that they could earn the CTS. So I think the other piece that's been one of the goals for us has been around funding for it, because some of these students come from families that can't necessarily afford to just pay for these college credits. Running Start students do have a 50% um, reduction in tuition, so it's actually a very affordable program, but still, for some families, that still puts it out of reach for them. And so um, Ben Schaefer has worked with FECC's foundation, and we have done a lot of scholarshiping. Um, for these students. And so primarily that has come from FECC's foundation and they've provided, they've been such huge supporters of Running Start and have provided a lot of scholarship money for that. Um, But now Ben is working with Columbia Falls District on really coming up with sort of an alumni kind of uh, scholarship program where these kids, as they graduate out and go into the professional world, that hopefully then they'll give back to that to help the next up and coming um, high schoolers to help pay their tuition. And then that fund will build as we get more alum coming out of it. And then you've talked about specifically the Columbia Falls students, Mm -hmm. um, but you work with students from several of the other high schools. Are there other programs 
that have more students from Flathead or some of the other schools other than the welding with Columbia Falls? Yeah, we have we do have a welding program at the VOAG Center that both the Glacier and mm-hmm. Flathead students can access there. And then we have a lot of different general eds all over the place. We're just launching an intro to biotechnology course in Whitefish High School for next year, which is really exciting. So we have, yeah, a lot of different partner high schools that are are offering a variety. We have history courses, English courses, but this is, Columbia Falls is the only standalone program. And then a lot of these programs are looking to address kind of that shortage in the skilled labor force and, and helping people get these you know, high paying, good jobs without having to go through the four year degrees. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the approaches you've had to, to building the pathways between these students, between middle school and high school and college students and getting them in, into the workforce? I think part of it is getting that information out. I think a lot of high school students think it's either I go and get my bachelor's degree or I don't. And there's not they don't see that there's a lot of levels between a bachelor's degree and high school graduation. Um, And so FECC has such a variety of programs from single semester certificates to full year certificates to two year degrees. Um, And so depending on which route they want to go, there's there's a lot more opportunities out there than they know. So I spend a lot of my time in the high school actually just talking about what programs there are. Um, I think we have a lot of students, for instance, that think about going a medical route. And so they always they immediately think a nurse or a doctor. Those are the Mm -hmm. two choices. But we have so many other programs with rad tech, with medical assistant, with the medical lab technician program. There's just all these other programs that they can do that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go all the way through like a doctorate level to be able to earn a, a living wage. And so it's, it's a work in progress, I guess, trying to figure out how to get that information to the students. And so then they're picking a path that really feels appropriate and fits them. Um, And then we also have those students that are bound for a bachelor's. And so they can start with us either through running start or through an associate's degree of getting those initial like general ed requirements done and then move on to a bachelor's at MSU or U of M or out of state, wherever they want to go. And you already mentioned some of the new programs coming down the line, but Mm -hmm. give us a a bit of a vision of the future and what uh, what that's going to look like. (laughs) That's a tough question. I don't know if I'm the right person to ask that to. Um, What is the vision? I think the vision is really looking at what does the industry need? And so how do we help our local students be able to have the skills to be able to get into those industries? So right now, a lot of work's going into HVAC. Um, That's been a big area where I think we don't have a lot of training available uh, locally. Um, They're also doing some masonry stuff talking to our uh, internship coordinator, and he said it's kind of switched. It used to be a young man's game, and now it it can actually be um, more of a lifelong career with with thin veneer masonry and that sort of thing. You don't have to be able to lift 50 pounds, you know, 100 times a day or or whatever anymore. And I think they're also looking at a lot of the technology. So biotechnology is becoming a big thing. There's a couple companies in Missoula, um, obviously Rocky Mountain Lab down in Hamilton that most people have heard of. And so the biotechnology, I think, is big right now. There's lots of different conversations about about other up and coming industries in this area. Well, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. And I guess you might want to give some shouts to commencement is actually being held in person this year. Yes. After last year, not being able to do that. Yes. Rain or shine, (laughs) we are going to be out there. So, yes, on May 7th, uh, we are doing commencement at Legend Stadium. And our graduates from last year that didn't get to actually walk are are invited to join us this year, as well as our graduates from this year. 
Well, that'll be great to see. Well, Shelly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. Thanks again to Shelly Eberhardy. And to find out a whole lot more about the welding partnership with Columbia Falls and other programs offered at Flathead Valley Community College, go read Myers Reese's story in this week's Flathead Beacon called Building a Grassroots Workforce. And before we get to this week's headlines, Dr. Mark Remington of Glacier Eye Clinic has a message from our sponsor this week. I've known Jeff for probably around 20 years. Very good friend of mine. He's helped me both personally and professionally in the real estate market. He is super ethical, super knowledgeable. He's prompt. He'll return your calls and he'll steer you in the right direction. As a friend, he's been service before self. Contact Swenson Real Estate at 406-253-0033 today. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 5 p.m. on Tuesday, April 27th. After several months of speculation, the results of the 2020 census were announced on Monday. The data revealed that 331,449,281 people lived in America, give or take a few. The census found the slowest overall growth rate since the Great Depression and the fewest changes to the congressional House seats in decades. However, it was exciting news for Montana, which has had a single representative in the House since the 1990 census. Montana gained a new seat, making it the first state to lose a seat and then regain it several census reports later. Montana will now have two members serving in the House of Representatives after the 2022 election. Montana gained the extra seat after a nearly 10% increase in population over the last decade, for a total of 1.08 million residents in the state. As a result, each House member will represent just over a half million Montanans, and the state will also carry four electoral votes during presidential elections. Elsewhere, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released data that shows the Blackfeet Nation's quick and targeted response to the COVID-19 pandemic, including a strictly enforced stay-at-home order following an outbreak in the early fall of 2020, likely prevented further spread of the virus. The data details how the tribe's actions last summer kept COVID-19 cases at a minimum, and when the tribe loosened restrictions and cases rose in September, an even more aggressive response quickly tamped down on that outbreak. There are currently no active cases on the Blackfeet Reservation, and almost 80% of the total population, virtually the entire vaccine-eligible population, has received a vaccine. Elsewhere, the Flathead National Forest has seen an uptick in applications for special use permits for various recreation endeavors this year. Submitted proposals range from guided e-bike and ATV tours to single-day foot races, bicycle rides, wellness retreats, and shuttling services. Forest officials are seeking input on the 19 proposed events and services, which come a year after an unprecedented number of visitors to public lands in northwest Montana. Among the proposals are two gravel bike rides and a mountain bike race, the Whitefish Trail Legacy Run, which includes a 50-kilometer ultramarathon around Big Mountain, as well as trail running guiding services and guided van tours, mountain biking, and hiking trips in the Tally Lake, Hungry Horse, and Glacier View areas. Over the weekend, two members of the local Flathead area Hell Roaring Run Club traveled to Missoula to compete in one of the first in-person road races to be held in more than a year. Glacier High School cross-country coach Cody Moore and Beacon Productions employee Elizabeth Wasserman collectively won five out of the six races at the YMCA Riverbank Run. Both runners claimed the overall trifecta titles by running a 10K, a 5K, and a mile run back-to-back-to-back faster than everybody else. And finally, the track season is well underway after a year off during the early days of the pandemic, 
and top marks are being recorded each week. Big Fork High School senior Wyatt Duke tied the Class B state record in the high jump earlier this season, jumping 6 feet 9 inches. Read about Wyatt's achievements in this week's edition of The Beacon. That is our show for this week. You can read more about all of these stories and catch up on the latest breaking news for free on our newly redesigned website, flatheadbeacon.com. And a reminder that the spring edition of Flathead Living Magazine is on stands now, as is this week's issue of the Flathead Beacon. Until next time, thanks for listening.